Welcome back to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We're turning dreamers into doers. If you're ready to open your heart and take inspired action on your dreams, you are in the perfect place with wonderful people. Here's your host, dreamer, educator, and adventurer, Abigail Gazda. Hello. Welcome to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. I really love our slogan, and I mean it. It's not just a catchy title. I catch myself saying it sometimes weekly and monthly. Like, we really are about shifting people from dreaming to doing. And today, I want to talk particularly about grief and grieving. And when I say dreamers to doers, a huge and important bridge uh, over the gap from dreaming to doing, like when you're just standing, like consider yourself on the side of the Grand Canyon and you're looking on the other side of the Grand Canyon and over there is the rest of your beautiful life, the unlived life, the one you've always seen and dreamed of in your head. And between you is a Grand Canyon gap that you have to overcome. Grieving intentionally, consciously, mindfully, on purpose, grieving is like, I want you to close your eyes, if, as long as you're not driving, close your eyes and imagine being on that side of the mountain of the Grand Canyon and seeing a bridge just crystallize. See the ropes show up, see each plank show up, see the handles, the, the walk across, see it just present itself in front of you. Grieving will build that bridge, will crystallize or manifest that bridge. Like, it's just like out of thin air, it shows up. I mean it so wholeheartedly because unattended grief is very, very patient. And I, I talk about this. I, I want to recommend the episode, Feelings Are Meant to Be Felt, because that episode talks a lot about feeling on purpose. And I give you a lot of guidance in that part of that, in that episode. I also just need to take a little break and, and acknowledge that you might hear motors in the background. I now live on the road. Welcome to my life on the road. I can hear a lot of diesel engines going by. And so I want to apologize if you can hear those in the background. I hope they're not too distracting, but um, I digress. I want to come back to feelings are meant to be felt. And to particularly today, we are going to talk about grief and grieving. And if you've been tuning in in order, then that would mean that last Friday, you heard from Catherine Plazinski, who shared her book, High Tides and Open Hands, Living a Guide to Grief and Living Broken Open. I, If you listen to that episode, I definitely stumbled over the title, but it's so beautiful. And she talked a lot about grief and grieving. And then this Friday, we are going to have Amber Worth back on. She has a very early episode in the podcast, and she is going to come back to talk a little bit about grief and grieving as well. And hers is about healing hearts with grief and both episodes, very, very powerful, powerful women with powerful messages. So be sure to tune into that. And then one more piece of this puzzle is I spoke a whole lot about grief in the mortality series. It is one of my favorite series, not only to listen to, but to recommend. Gosh, it is all about grieving endings. Yes, I talk about death, but I'm also talking about like the death of egos and the death of goals, the death of plans and the way we thought our lives might go and the endings of jobs, the endings of relationships. There's so much in the mortality series. And I don't think I'll ever stop talking about grief because I don't think it's talked about enough. I don't not think it's acknowledged enough in the world. And it is such a powerful tool in the work that we do. Okay. So 
we're going to be revisiting the importance of grief because I do think it is, obviously, this is an emotional intelligence podcast. And so this is such an emotionally intelligent piece, the ability to feel grief. And something that Catherine and I were talking about in last Friday's episode was how we have opportunities to grieve every single day. And that can be big or small. I think that a lot of times when we think about grief, we think about death immediately or like really major life events. But I was saying in that episode how I actually like, I grieve a lot of things because grief is in any sense, in any circumstance, a sense of loss. And so I remember grieving a cup that I really loved that I had broken. And I was like, oh, like I actually had like a little ceremony for it, like a goodbye ceremony. And so, because it was a part of, of an, a phase in my life, it was a part of an identity that I had. And and so it's it can be really small, the things that we grieve or the things like anything that we sense that we lose, we should, and I don't mean to should on you, but we should grieve the things that we lose um, I remember a big thing that I was grieving that is just an inanimate object, but such a part of my identity was a laptop that I had, had in the first five years of my business. I had written every book I'd ever written on that laptop. It went through divorce with me. It traveled the country with me. It and uh, you know I know that the day that I ever give up my Jeep is a day that I will you know I'll grieve that Jeep. And it also went through so much with me. So there's. There are a lot of inanimate objects that we become. Anything that you've become attached to that you then lose or let go of is something important to grieve. And you also know that I love to, a grieving process for me is a burn ceremony. So fires and, and burning things and letting them go. A big piece of grief is alchemy. So to actually grieve fully is to alchemize, to upcycle sadness, anger, resentment, confusion, grudges, anxiety, is to upcycle that energy into gratitude, joy, acceptance, understanding, even bliss, love, peace, neutrality, even neutrality, meaning to neutralize or take the charge out of something that used to have charge for you. I'll tell you another example, like a t-shirt that I had from when I, my times working with LA Fitness. It was like the softest shirt I ever owned and I loved it. But about two years after not working for LA Fitness anymore, I put it on one day and I, I, knew, I knew it all along, but I put it on one day and I knew that I didn't match the frequency of that shirt anymore. And so I remember taking it to the fire saying goodbye to that identity, that phase of my life, the energy that I carried in that time. And I burned it and I watched it burn and I cried. I I said goodbye to a part of me that I actually really loved and took a lot of pride in and enjoyed that phase and was actively saying goodbye. Part of our refusal to grieve again, which Catherine talked a lot about, I totally recommend these other episodes, you guys. Catherine talked about our refusal to grieve because we don't want to come to an end of something or we don't want to alchemize and pivot the energy that we hold around a certain something or a certain someone or a certain situation. But grief frees up space in our head, in our hearts, and clarity in our minds. When we don't grieve, that grief will just sit and wait patiently for its turn to be 
attended to. And when we do actually attend to it, we are literally, again, alchemizing and releasing some energy. And so I... um, I want to pivot into the layers of grief and talk about this for a second, because we think that, um, I can reference Catherine's episode the whole time, but she mentioned that after the death of her best friend at a very young age, she went to a counselor and said, I want to grieve properly, right? And so we think like, as soon as someone dies or something big happens, we go to get help or maybe we don't, right? We There's a whole spectrum of how people grieve, but she wanted to like get it over with, get the grieving over with. And I am here to tell you that grieving is a lifelong process and it is incredibly human. We might not be grieving the same thing all the time, but grief itself is a part of the human aspect that will always be there and available and asking for attention. So that being said, for me, it was divorce. I remember grief being insurmountable in the first year. It took me, it had me, it knocked me on my ass and it it took me out of life. And so I was grieving and I wasn't grieving in a healthy way all the time. Yes, I, I went to therapy and I got support, but I was also drinking too much. I was self-medicating with marijuana. I was like, sleeping in. I was avoiding a lot of things that there was for me to do. I was just barely surviving. And then in year two, grief looked different. I was getting more active. I was getting more intentional. I was healing more. I was completing more. And then in year three, I was very much healed. And then grief would strike in certain times certain circumstances would bring up feelings that that I didn't know were still there. And that I remember, particularly in like years three and four, how I would get frustrated that there were still things that would come up. And honestly, I actually just talked to a client today who's been divorced for a very long time. And she was like, I'm so pissed off that my husband, my ex-husband or divorce could still have such a grip on me and make me feel this way. And it's like, yeah, and that's also very natural because there are layers that couldn't show up, couldn't be seen or felt before other things were seen or felt. This is a theory and a for example, but in my relationship, in my divorce, we broke up in a 45-minute conversation. Like He was here and then he wasn't. I had to deal with that first. And then I didn't know till like maybe two months, well, six months later, that he was in a relationship two months after our divorce. I was like, well, that sucks. And then it wasn't until about a year and a half later, seriously, guys, a year and a half later, did it occur to me that maybe, just maybe, he left me for her. And that maybe, just maybe, that relationship had been happening or developed before our relationship ended. Like, it really did not occur to me until a year and a half later. And then three years later, I was like, yeah, that happened. Like that was going on, right? All signs point to yes on that. But it was three years later that my mind had the capacity, the capability to even conceive that that could be happening, that that could have gone that way, right? And I had grief at every different awareness. And I was like, whoa, oh my God, right? Like, and I could not have fathomed that. Like, no, that wasn't that. I even called him at one point and asked if that was a circumstance. He was like, no. And I'm like, 
okay, great, thanks. And I believed it. And like, and I could be, I could be making all of this up, but I'm saying it because if you're dealing with death, if you're dealing with divorce, if you're dealing with like a financial hardship or job loss that really kicked your ass, there are certain awarenesses that for your body and your mind literally protect you from complete collapse. We are very resilient beings. And so we will not receive information that we are not ready for. And I'll tell you, when people do receive too much too soon, that's why people end up in an insane asylum. That's why it will drive you to insanity because it breaks you open in a way that you do not have the capacity to handle that kind of information. And so grief is a slow leak of information that you can digest to cry to feel. Grief is the only word for it. It is a verb to process that and let the pain eke into you, eke through you and out of you. And to sob that soul cry is to help you process things that are overwhelming. Do you get that? Like, that's what that grief is. And we don't want to feel that. We try to stuff it or shove it or set it aside. And it is for us to process. You are gifting yourself to grieve. And it's okay that it happens in layers. It's okay that it comes in waves. It's okay that years later, when you wish it were done, it's not. And my invitation to you is to be gentle when it comes back. Be gentle when grief is asking for your attention. It is an illusion that you are going to arrive at some euphoric place for the rest of your God-given life that all of a sudden you're just healed and zenned out. That is false. You are human. You have feelings. Life is a constant development. So please surrender your illusory belief that there's a point in your life where there is zero pain. You are causing your suffering that when grief shows up and knocks on your door and you're like, fuck, I don't want you. I'm fixed now. I'm all better now. Go away. That is false. That is pretend. And you are the one who's disrupted because you're thinking, oh yeah, peace and butterflies, rainbows and sunshine. Oh shit, darkness. Fuck you, darkness. Don't come around here. You're not welcome here. What? That's like telling a friend to fuck off too. Like grief is a friend. Grief is a favor. Grief is a tool and it's offering you something new. Please let it be okay. Please welcome it in because if you will feel it, it will walk you through to a place you have not had access to, a place of gratitude, a, a sense of clarity, a, a sense of understanding why that happened. I welcome grief and I want to normalize it because it is healthy and it is human and it is a powerful, powerful tool and it is a powerful portal to a new sense of understanding about why something went the way that it did that didn't previously make sense to you or that was previously painful for you. So I just want to encourage you to let it be okay that grief wants to come around. And let's be emotionally intelligent. Let's be emotionally responsible. Grief is meant to be temporary. It is not something to indulge in, overindulge in. 
If grief doesn't leave, it's important to get help about why it's not leaving. If it feels dark for days and weeks and months, get support. Because I can tell you firsthand that if you become emotionally intelligent and developed around grief, it doesn't have to last more than 30 minutes, honestly. And it might last for a day or two. You might be processing an ego death and feeling some feelings. But please note that if grief is strung together for days and weeks and months, it might be a time to get help and support in processing. Okay? I love you so much. And I love grief. And I love the tool and the portal that grief can be. And so I invite you to open your heart to it. Please tune into Catherine's episode, Amber's episode. Tune into the Mortality series. Tune into Feelings Are Meant to Be Felt. So much of this podcast is developed, is built for you to grieve appropriately and for you to unleash your heart through it. I love you. Thanks for showing up fully. Thanks for being open to this concept and this conversation. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you love the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, visit us at heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts.